2: just slinging those coconies like you clearly do
3: yeah that
2: was, a, that was a question for for you that was like so lacy and i went out for her birthday last night and we mm-hmm. went to uh you know nice steakhouse and uh we had some gift cards to lessen the blow so we're sitting there and i'm like oh what's your rotating tap they're like um oh 16 prairie white or granville island i'm like Lacey actually watched my face like flinch. I'm just like, oh God. I'm like, what's coldest? They're like Coors Banquet. I'm like, "Ah, that'll do. Like, (sighs) for a local joint, I'm like, just zero local beer. Like, it was fucking terrible. Yeah. The old fashioned was good. The old fashioned was really good. So they redeemed themselves there. The following podcast may contain discussions supported by science that may be considered
3: dangerous to some listeners and conspiracy theorists. Discretion is advised. The Three Down Greencast is brought to you by the Pile of Bones Brewing Company. Home delivery available in Regina at sasbeardelivery.ca. Welcome to the Three Down Greencast. You are listening to the internet's dumbest podcast. <laughs> I am Joel Gasson. you just Gassin. giving us that title now. Well, it's dumb for different reasons. Not good dumb. This fair is not embrace this is not the kind of dumb we like to embrace around here. Okay, fair enough. Joel Gaston with John Fraser as always. Um there's a very good chance you may have missed last week's episode. Or you mm-hmm. got to it very late. If you did happen to get it, I did see the numbers did spike once uh our podcast people behind the scenes at Fanside realized that we um didn't do something and that's why the episode didn't push to all the apps.
1: <laughs>
2: so wait they sent you they even sent you an alert to say that you effed
0: up
3: no no so what happened was um of the show dave on twitter with the dog Indie, he um he he tweeted both of us and said uh hey uh did you guys do an episode this week i was like yeah yeah we did it a few days ago like oh it's it's not it's not i haven't seen it anywhere it's like oh okay so i go and look at like the stats of uh, on, on the back end of the website, I'm like, huh, 100% of our listens so far this week are just from the embedded player of threetownnation.com. That's weird. <laughs> <laughs> and the number is much lower than usual. That's not great. So I go, okay. I look in the podcast app on my phone. I'm like, huh, our podcast isn't there. I go to Apple on like, the website to see, huh, the episode's not there. <laughs> So I emailed her to the tech people behind the scenes, and you know it was Sunday, so they didn't get back to me till Monday. One of the guys, okay, we'll look into it. And then Carrie emails me back, and she's like, "Yeah, you forgot to add it to the playlist." I was like, "Great, awesome,
2: well done, awesome. Me. well done." So, that that's yeah. like that's like <laughs> Fraser level. Like that's something that like I would do when you're on holidays.
3: Yeah, yeah, I don't know. it was <laughs> it was special. So yeah, um. No promises. I'll try to remember to do that this time when I upload the episode. Literally, I push a button and it adds it to the playlist, which then we'll send it to all the apps you need to listen to this podcast if that's something you want to do. The good news is, if you didn't happen to catch last week's episode, um, about a third of it is completely useless the next day. Yeah. So you know that nature is healing as when we record a podcast or when people record a podcast. Something really important tends to happen the next day. And that definitely happened to us when... uh, we talked glowingly about where the rider defense was heading, and then three of them blew their Achilles on the next day on Thursday afternoon,
2: yeah, that was uh i is this maybe the all time worst Fraser curse? It's got to be one of them, like like no other Fraser curse has led to like a team just being decimated by injuries. The reverse curse led to the biggest rival winning the gray cup yeah so using my curse to my advantage and i had no intentions despite my love of my blue bombers of cursing the riders this badly but i do think outside of my own johnny manziel take this might be the worst fraser curse going yeah this is great defense larry dean's gonna be awesome nelson lacombo high on him look give me a combo of nelson lacombo and pop pop Pop, pop, go the Achilles.
3: So, yeah, we're going to get into that and that whole thing that yep. happened there in a little bit. Uh, we're going to get into sort of uh, overall training camp thoughts and uh, philosophies on sort of what this could mean for teams and how uh, no preseason after a season off has both its pros and cons. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're also going to talk a little vaccine passport talk as uh, you can head to Ticketmaster.com and sort of look at how ticket sales are going for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders so far a little, little Spoiler hint. alert. Yeah, a little hint after the first game of the year and Labor Day otherwise. Yeah. So we'll, you Big know, yanks. we'll see if there could be something that could be done, easily done, to help that. Huh. If only there was an idea that
2: one province over is doing while selling out their home games. Maybe.
3: We'll see. But anyway, before we get to all that, as usual, uh, John, in honor of the snap to these tendons, um, what is in the glass this week? <laughs>
2: <laughs> to pour one out for my homies with the snapped Achilles tendons. First, I have to admit, I feel great shame tonight, Joel. How do you? And the reason I feel great shame is, although it's for a very good reason, uh, my wife and I, with some very dear friends of ours, are going camping, or glamping out at Buffalo Pound starting tomorrow. Good thing we're recording so, tonight, then. Good thing I asked. Jeez. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's why, <laughs> this is why you, when, when you said Wednesdays. I just assumed it was going to work. And if not, honestly, I would have just brought the stuff and seen how the Wi-Fi was out, out while glamping. So, we... Um, the only thing is, is Lacey is due... I wouldn't say any day now, but her due date's about two and a half weeks from now for baby number three. And the two prior both came about two weeks early. Huh. So... I decided to go, and on top of the partake, which I've spoken about, I'm like, I need some real beer. So for an entire four-day camping trip, I am bringing eight beer. And I had to save those for tonight, for they are the only alcoholic beers in my fridge. However, I will give you a guess at what those beers are.
3: The pile of bones white IPA
2: boom you got it eight pack booms. So-
3: i figured if there's eight i'm like that's a very specific number you probably bought an eight pack of something i would guess that it was that or the mixer pack one or the other one or the other
2: so what i did tonight because i am kind of on don't get anywhere near even buzz territory for the next three weeks i just i took one small shot of vodka threw it in with some crystal light pink lemonade and some compliments club soda So I'm having a little lucky bastard uh, with uh, pink lemonade and club soda. So uh, I won't be the normal incoherent mess I am uh, because I'm not four beers deep. Uh, So I have no excuses for being shitty this week.
3: And it's probably like actual pink lemonade, not just normal lemonade with color in it.
2: (laughs) Ah, Back with sugar. (laughs) Inside joke, inside joke. That's actually actually funny because uh, (laughs) on a side note, for Father's Day, Mm Lacey, as she always does, goes and finds some craft beer and actually found me a pretty cool craft beer at a Calgary called Sunshine and Rain. Really good, nice IPA. One of her co-workers says to her, well, maybe you should get John a gift card for the brewery that we will not name. (laughs) And she looks at her and goes, he would divorce me. (laughs) With cause. With cause. I (laughs) can see sitting in front of the lawyers being, listen... I am a craft beer aficionado. I love craft beer. And at the recommendation of her coworkers, knowing I hate this place, she bought me a gift card for there. And basically, I I would keep everything, I'm sure, because anybody would side of my
3: side. So there's a little funny anecdote about the brewery. Can we call it a brewery? I don't if even know re- what it is. They're just, they, they're just they're repackaging just... stuff that gets trucked in from Wisconsin. Well,
2: and and now also just like make, putting flavors in water down, rubbing alcohol.
3: Yeah, more or less.
2: And colors in some of them. But hmm. there, there's my, as usual, John,
3: going off on, on a side. And you're sober. Wow. Right? It gets worse. It gets, <laughs> I think it's worse when I'm sober. My brain moves too quickly. Uh, for me, a little bit of a treat here, so a little different. It's from Nakoma's Craft Ales. Uh, you can find them in co-ops around Saskatoon, because I believe they bought most of the batch. And it's only at uh, Sobeysvik Square in Regina, the... It just arrived today. It's called the Nakoma's Craft Ales. Even a ghost can float. Huh. So it's a Goza. Goza-style ale brewed with uh, Manitou salt and coriander. And so what's cool about this little... So, you know, if you don't know what Goza's got, it's a little bit of a sour beer with a little bit of salt in it. So it kind of plays off these sort of savory and sour a little bit. So it's, it's nice. They're kind of usually light and refreshing and really good on hot days like it's been for the last week and will be for the next six months or the next month because, you know, global warming and climate change and such. Right. Um, but what's cool? To it. Yeah. So what's cool about this beer is, um, proceeds from the sale of the beer supports the Manitou Boogaloo Festival and the musicians impacted by its cancellation. So the story behind it: uh, Jeff and the team over at Nokomis wanted to brew this beer last year for this uh, music festival. Yep. Which got canceled for obvious reasons. Obviously. Um, so they put it off for a year. Uh, and then the can the festival was canceled again this year. But uh, Jeff decided to go ahead and brew the beer for charity, for uh, for the musicians and for everyone involved in that festival, so uh, if you happen to see a four-pack around of it, either at uh, Sobeys, Vic Square, and Regina or basically co-ops everywhere else, um, yeah, pick one up and support a good cause. Yeah, I, good cause and good beer, especially since you've
2: introduced me to uh, Ghost-style beers, uh, mm-hmm. big fan. I probably would have picked that up, but again, have to. I'm on a pitch count, as they would I say. I mean, it days. is only 4%, so oh perfect for the pitch count let's go i'm gonna go get some picked up
3: <laughs> yeah
2: even though you know i gotta I, I i do gotta stick to the you know our sponsor pile of bones uh brewing company who's been yes. with since, us uh, since day one but hey joel we have another sponsor
3: i know it's crazy it's weird it's <laughs> I, I don't really know what to make of it um, but here we are
2: but here we are uh, and now I have to, uh, do an ad read, which I haven't done since my days in broadcasting. So, uh, I hope you all are all ready for this. Okay. Um, our You're friends at Manscaped.
3: Bum, 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 bum,
2: there we go. Bum, 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 bum. We need, um, <laughs> we need a jingle. Jingles always work. Like, mm. our friends at Manscaped just launched their fourth generation performance package. <clears throat> I'll stop. Please um, <laughs> seriously though, fourth generation performance package, lawnmower, 4.0. That's right, Gas. Yes. They have perfected it down to 4.0. Compliment your summer bod, or in our case, your dad bod, with a trim from the leaders in male grooming. sun is shining, calling your name, guys. Join the 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and get ready for Hot Guy Summer. Going to Manscaped.com. Or regular for 20- guy
3: summer, in our case. Or,
2: or slightly overweight, hairy guy summer. Um, you can go to Manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping with the code Fansided20. Now, Joel. It's revelation time. I shave
3: my balls all
2: the time. Have been doing so for years. I never thought I'd bring that up on this podcast.
3: I mean, this podcast has taken us to a lot of weird places, and uh, this this probably might be the weirdest, but go on.
2: That's this, the, the me basically proclaiming. And I can tell you, I have used many other trimmers, and good trimmers. Like, we're talking, like, I used to have a wall trimmer. I had some other trimmer I got from Costco and while you're down there trimming the equipment and like i'm specifically talking (sighs) the clackers the balls you always get cut and then next thing you know you are bleeding and you do not want to bleed from that area i mean tell you post vasectomy i bled less than i have bled while trimming things up so uh i went ahead got myself the Manscaped performance package 4.0 i uh, came with the lawnmower 4.0 weed whacker ear and nose hair trimmer which is also something i need as i get old uh, oh. there's nothing worse than plucking a nose hair and getting that like teary eyed thing uh, and also crop prefers or uh, prefer, <laughs> preserver ball deodorant uh i can tell you this worked i played tennis on monday and i didn't get that like you know you you, you drop your trowel and you get that swampy smell it was gone. Uh, crop Reviver toner, performance boxer briefs, and a fun travel bag. Um, and legit gas, as I mentioned. Uh, the powers that be want us to make sure we point out it is the goat of ball trimmers. Uh, it is. There is no cuts. It is smooth. You will appease uh, your partner. Quite a because nobody likes to you know floss their teeth while they're doing things down there. Um, I would say it is the goat of ball trimmers, or if you were to call it the opposite we were to do opposite days it is the opposite of nilon green of ball trimmers so if like the old ball trimmers i was using were like nilon green the new weed whacker and, and lawnmower 4.0 is like tom brady that's the spread it's like going from nilon green to tom brady
3: okay then no more ball cuts no Good more bloody,
2: bloody equipment so there you have learned something about me today and you have learned
3: something today. You can also learn that you can get 20% off plus free shipping with the code FANSIDED20 at manscape.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with the code FANSIDED20 at manscape.com. Escape the shrubs and the weeds this summer and shine with Manscaped.
2: Remember, nobody likes to floss while they're going in to town. Uh, on that note, I don't know if I can get through the rest of the episode. I think I might
3: have torn my Achilles from you know, moving slightly and getting a drink. Well, the good news is you're sitting down, I assume. Sure. I assume. Yeah. I, I don't think you're unlazy enough or active enough to, like, <laughs> stand while doing a podcast. I uh,
2: Although I have moved to a more professional setting, I used to do this with, like, the mic sitting on my belly as I lounged on my couch.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, now that Lacey's no longer working from home we have this great desk setup that i am now using so i now feel like a real boy
3: <laughs> i'm a real boy <laughs> i'm now a I, real podcaster
2: that's right whatever I'm, that means should, no no i have to do a stupid face selfie to be a real podcaster so you go on break the news i'm going to do the stupid face selfie like with my tongue out and the mic in the ah, there we go selfie terrible Podcast selfie. Uh, you go on about the rider injuries, and I'm going to find an angle that works for me. All right. Okay. And it won't be you, my don't
3: worry, don't uh, don't take that personally. That's that's <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> so yes, of course, rider camp now underway after uh, almost 600 days since they last played a game. The riders were back on the field uh, last Saturday. Tramps can tramp camp is continuing on until. <laughs> until uh basically the end of the month before the first game of the year, August sixth, against the BC Lions. And camp got off to a rocky start, to put it nicely. Um so the news kinda of broke on Thursday afternoon. And it was of course reported by a three downs, Justin Dunk that um Larry Dean had blown his Achilles kind of at this workout that was allowed at Mosaic Stadium after the players all Uh, tested negative three times, you were allowed to head out on the field and be involved in this sort of light workout that didn't involve coaches. So it wasn't really sort of football kind of things. It was more of like sort of a workout like the players do every day kind of thing. And um, it just got crazier from there. So if you listen to the Three Down Nation podcast with uh, Justin Dunk and John Hodge, um, JD would let you know that that afternoon, he got the message. He got, someone told him, that all four guys had gone down with this toward Achilles yikes and I mean that's something if you knew that like and you were fairly confident on that, you would report that all four things and you'd probably want to get that out there but this so you know even this was how crazy this story was that for the number of things that Justin Dunk has reported from a number of great sources of his, he only went with Larry Dean because he just didn't know if he it seemed unbelievable that four players all went down. With Achilles tendons, basically within a rapid-fire span of each other in one afternoon, it's ridiculous for one team to get four of these in the same season, let alone one in the same day. So if you have, if you missed it, of course it's uh, linebacker Larry Dean, defensive lineman Freddie Bishop III, and uh, a pair of Canadian rookies, uh, defensive back Nelson the and and running back Jonathan Femi Cole. Uh, all of which, at least uh, according to uh, the news broke on Piffles' podcast, that it was this medicine ball sort of workout thing and the players of all to a man said this week that this is a workout they've all done before and they have never seen anything like this no one's ever really gotten hurt from this thing and all of a sudden four players blew their achilles in basically 10 minutes it
2: seems like the description of the drill was a lot of going zero to 60 um by the way too let's give i know some other organizations scooped them and created some frustration with the guys from piffles to you know, broke this As we will give them credit because that's what we do. I uh, just wanted to give them an extra shout out guys. Great work breaking this thing. Uh, we will give you credit uh, mostly because I just stole Saf's face in a <laughs> selfie. So he might be trying to sue me. So please don't do that. Saf. But uh, regardless, it, it sounds like these workouts seemed like they were like, Hey guys, go out, chuck the ball around. Maybe do some yoga, maybe your own individual workout. Like that's kind of seemed like the intention of it was to get guys familiar with each other in the stadium and just and just being there. It seems misguided that the riders staff, because they were they were again, no coaches were allowed during this during this workout, mm-hmm. but the training staff was. It just seems like a terrible idea that they'd see the guys going from like zero to sixty. And I get it, guys are excited, guys are glad to be out. I know I definitely pulled about 18 things when I finally got to play hockey last week because it was like, all right, let's go. Uh, But again, it's harder to pull fat than muscle, so I had that going for me. But I don't know how the rider coaching staff didn't, like, just tell the guys, like, hey, guys, tone it down a bit. I know you're excited. It's, It's the first time you've been out. Maybe let's just scale it back. Like, let's not do an intense competition drill that guys are going to be pushing themselves for so hard after not having done anything for 600 days so i don't know who the blame lies with and especially if you read what the piffles guys reported it sounds like this was like bang 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 larry dean was the first one and then the other three guys were just boom 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 all within about a short time period so how on earth Does somebody that's out there on the field not go, guys, this is a terrible idea. We should stop this. Like, after the Larry Dean injury, you would think that somebody out there would say, guys, let's relax. You haven't done anything in 600 days. Like, this seems like kids in kindergarten getting way too carried away and continuing to do something that you know was hurting them. I get it. It's freak injuries, but it's just the smell of it's not good i know the pa is pissed off because technically now this will be the interesting one joel because this was not after the starting training camp the riders don't have to pay these guys a dime if they don't want to i hope they do but they don't have to so there's a storyline to watch
3: too yeah and i mean this is a really complicated story that could go a number of different ways um You know, the players seem to be taking it in stride, at least, and they seem to, I mean, the coaching staff and all that are going to say what they're going to say about it. To me, if the players are coming out and saying that this wasn't, I mean, the injuries were obviously a big deal, but this drill wasn't a big deal, that there wasn't anything different about it than they've ever done before, I think I'm willing to believe them to at least some degree. Right. Because, I I, I mean, if they were really actually angry about it, I'm sure someone might have said something, maybe even... Maybe not even, you know, on the record in the official, you know, Zoom meetings every day with the media, but at least someone might have leaked something somewhere. And there just hasn't seemed, there just doesn't seem to have had that, that doesn't seem to have happened. And uh, there's still, I think, a lot of questions about this. And I, I have a hard time really placing any blame. And I don't know if I want to place any blame on any one individual or group of people or you know, whether it's the training staff's fault, whether it's the player's fault, whatever the case is, I don't know. It doesn't matter to me. Mm-hmm. I think it's it's a thing that happened, and it's unfortunate, and it's a total freak thing that I don't think you could ever plan for. Is basically where it sits for me, right? And because I mean, and I think the heat kind of come off a little bit when I think the next day, a couple of Montreal it's went down with the same injury.
2: Well, and maybe. I think teams might have learned a lesson after that because if you read about Achilles injuries, they're one of those injuries that can happen when you are going from zero to 60, when you're going from rest to full bore and not working yourself in. So, uh, for the Achilles tendons for the rest of the league, it might be a good thing that these things happened. Like, it just seems like things have kind of slowed down as other teams have opened camp and they've gone, oh, hey maybe we should take it easy here for the first couple days so it's good to see the rest of the league learned a lesson after the you know the, the freak it, the freakishness in Saskatchewan and to a lesser degree Montreal so at least somebody learned from it but like like I'm just like thumbing through the like CFL free agent list and man is that a big loss at linebacker
3: like yeah I mean no offense to the other guys but that is of course I a- Larry Dean is the big one. LaCamo is also a fairly big one, and it's just it's it's going to be difficult to you know fill that void, regardless. And I think at this point they're going to have to rely at least to start on just internal candidates because Jeremy O'Day said it in the media availability they had when this entire story broke. And you know it's a big story when suddenly you get an email from the team saying uh, there's going to be a Zoom meeting with uh, Jeremy O'Day in half an hour who can make it. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> right. That doesn't it, happen. That doesn't usually happen. So That's when you know something That's when you know something big and bad has happened. <laughs> well, and that's that's
2: when the reports were just starting to filter out. I remember you texting me that O'Day is available in half an hour and again to let people behind the scenes Almost every time you see a coach interviewed, a player interviewed, something like that with the rares, ex- And even like when a coach or GM is fired, it's usually like, hey, in four hours, these guys are going to talk or mm-hmm. we'll have an availability the next day. I think as long as I, I did the job and as, as like I don't pretend to be a reporter, I'm just on this podcast. Mm-hmm. And as long as you've been doing the job, which between your time and, you know, in radio and, and, and three down. I can't recall a time that has ever happened that shit went so sideways at one point during a practice. They're like, yep, GM's available. Yep, he's going to be right here. Bring him on down. Like, the price is
3: right. And, and I mean, to the, give the, I'll give the organization some credit for making him available so quickly to speak yes. to what had happened. So that's a positive. It's also, I think a reflection of the times that we're in that it's fairly easy to set up a Zoom call and get everyone in there in half an hour compared right. to everyone driving from all over the place to a central location to talk to someone. So right, there was which, certainly that to it, but I think even had this been normal times and we were going to meet with Jeremy O'Day in person, it would have been a much quicker turnaround than normal.
2: Yes, oh, certainly. It would have gone from, you know, co-players, then coach, and the routine. It probably would have been O'Day out front in the media room. And I think that is, this is one good thing to come out of the pandemic that uh-huh. suddenly it's really easy to make a guy accessible for something like that yeah you know you're you're not calling reporters to a venue giving them 4 hours notice getting the venue set up it's just hey this guy's going to be available on zoom in 30 minutes you better have somebody available now again fortunately you were available and i know uh the guys from ckrm were available and i'm sure other people adjust their schedules so it's just it's a damn shame that everybody's laying off like all sorts of sports people in every single capacity because i feel like this is going to be the future of like all news conferences news and sports that yeah something happened somebody's available in 30 minutes snooze you lose
3: it's possible yeah and the other sort of I guess, shall we say, positive to come from the pandemic for the CFL at least? If you're going to miss a season and you're going to start a next season late, to me, and I kind of have this working theory in my mind right now, and it's, it comes with the giant asterisk of you have to put the four Achilles to the side. Right. When I say this, um, if you're not going to have preseason games, I think there's a real opportunity for CFL teams, all of them not just the riders, but all of them, to be like, hey, we can slow this down a little bit to start. We can make sure that you have, you understand every X and O that we're trying to implement right now. The install maybe goes a little slower. This goes a little slower, especially for, you know, some of the new guys in this league. There's maybe a little bit more of a window, a little bit more of an opportunity to learn the ins and outs of the Canadian game that maybe they would not have received otherwise, especially right. in this post-world where, I believe it's been a few years since they've really had you know, real mini camps with everyone involved, because so I think that's sort of been missing and sort of been a problem for this league in terms of the quality of play to start the year. If we're being frank, mm. um, and while I don't think anyone really misses the preseason games, they are an important evaluator for guys trying to make the team. But at the same time, I think for guys on the team, guys trying to make the team, there is a certain slowness, at least to the start of this camp. That may be beneficial to teams that we haven't seen in the past, especially without mini camps, because right. now you have a little bit more time. Because usually it's okay, camps here we have a you know we have a week. In some cases we have you know about a week because of the whole you know nine teams, one team, two teams have to play a preseason game before everyone else, and right. then your then your preseason kind of ends earlier than everyone else. So there's this whole jumbled schedule that so you really only sometimes have like a week before you're playing a football game. This time, this year, every single team has, like, three-plus weeks until they're playing a game. Now, it's not necessarily going to translate to great football off the start. I doubt it's going to, given it's been, you know, it's been over two years. It's been 600 days since they played a game. But there's something to it. The guys, there might be less mental errors and sort of missed opportunities early on in terms of just compared to general sloppy play, because I think there could be a greater understanding of what every team is trying to do versus what we got to rush because we got a game in
2: a week. Right. No. And let's face it, that first preseason game with the amount of bodies they bring to camp and the evaluations they have already made, that one's always a mess. It's Mm -hmm. always sloppy. It's it's coaches trying to look at too many guys, I think you're right Joel. I think this this is going to not only streamline the process and maybe make the the play a little bit less sloppy and mistake filled because again like you said you got lots of time to you know to go ahead and, and and learn your plays and learn your playbook and everything like that. But to me it's really going to put the value on a good coaching staff and mm-hmm. their ability to evaluate talent. And I think the riders have good strength in there now that i've said that expect at least three of them to come down with severe COVID.
3: <laughs> yeah i mean i don't know about that but yeah i mean this this does put a lot of pressure on coaching staffs. there's no question because you're going to have to figure out who is the guy that's worthy of making this team without ever really seeing them play a game which is something that's never really been done this week before it's it generally happens in college football there isn't really cuts per se but you still have to figure out who your starters and who your backups and who your third stringers are and then the rest kind of just sit on your bench because you have unlimited rosters but right i mean it's going to be a challenge and so i think yeah you're right i think this is a year that is going to separate coaches across this league in terms of who's really good and who isn't right and and, and, and you know for my mark I believe Craig Dickinson and the staff continue to do the right things. I think they say the right things, and his, their heads have always been on straight. I think there's a there's a calmness that Craig Dickinson yes. brings to this team and accountability that brings he brings to this team that I think is going to help him in the long run. I think he is going to be a guy that maybe shines throughout this season because of that. And, you know, the example of that that I see is, you know, When he came out on the first day of camp and spoke, you know, there was a lot of questions naturally about the four players who got hurt. And he answered them all. And the point that the part that stuck out to me was when he basically said it was our fault. You know, he thought, you know, said if the coaches were out there, this never would have happened. And he said, we got to be better. And, you know, the whole coaching staff himself, everyone's got to be better and make sure that this doesn't happen. Is it his fault? I don't think it's really his fault at all. Things happen that the rules were set up the way they were. There's nothing really Craig Dickinson could have done about it in that situation. But regardless, a good leader and a good coach takes responsibility in that spot. And that's what Dickinson did.
2: Yeah. And, and that is so rare in, in professional sports, right? You're always looking for somebody to pass the buck, not somebody to stand up, get in front of it and, and do it like Craig Dickinson said. And, and I mean, you texted me after the media fails being like, Holy crap, we are so lucky to have him because he's just like a breath of fresh air and so well-spoken, and I feel like I should say something bad about him here because I like him a lot. It's hard. Right, right, but like, I like him a lot. I like the way he carries himself, and I definitely don't want to phrase or curse him, so um, Mm. let's go with Craig Dickinson only drinks beer from the brewery that should not be named and has been known to punch babies.
3: Fair. I mean, I can actually tell you that that first part, he actually drinks good beer. I remember there was... I know, we've discussed this There was, before, like, the coach's like, roundtable. Like, he was talking about Nicomas Craft Beer. I'm like, God damn it, this guy's amazing. Right?
2: <laughs> could, could we? Okay. <laughs> I never thought I'd say this about a coach. Yeah. But, like... So our interview list continues to be – okay, the only interview we've ever done on this podcast is Derek Taylor, who is an incredible human. We love him to death. Uh, the only and on the done, potential yes. list are Sergio, mm-hmm. Cody Fajardo, and I feel like – like, if we could get Craig Dickinson on not to talk football – No. I would like talk,
3: could, I would talk life with Craig
2: Dickinson. 100%. Like, Uh I'd want to hear about him being a snowboard coach, his favorite craft beers in Saskatchewan and stuff like that. Like, if we could ever get that arranged with Ariel, like a sit down over a beer with Craig Dickinson and just say, listen, we ain't talking football at all. Yeah, we're going to go to a brewery. We're going to sit down with Craig. We're going to record an episode. I think I would add him to our very prestigious list that so far only includes Derek Taylor, Sergio and Cody Fajardo. In I terms would like of to make that world yes. right now.
3: Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Again, under certain certain circumstances, because again, I, like he's very well spoken at a press conference. I'm with you. I wouldn't want to talk to him about football, I'd, dude. You're a snowboard coach. You like craft beer. Let's talk about that. I think we'd have a lot of fun with that.
3: Hmm. I, I think we would too, and I think uh, he would probably enjoy the. He's, he's. He's. I think he was the kind of guy who would enjoy that as well. Right, right now, well, we gotta
2: start. We gotta start sweet talking Ariel now that we can actually
3: like hang out and see each other. Yeah, well, we can. She's in like tier, whatever they I think tier one they're called. So right. like, no one's like pretty much no one except the players and the coaches is allowed to see her, and we're not allowed to see like any of them in person yet. So.
2: Oh, that's fair. I uh, see that might be. I feel like that might be something cool to do. And I can just spitball in here, like live at POB Grey Cup week.
3: Yeah, I mean, as long as the team isn't in it, yeah. That might be it's possible true. if the team isn't in it.
2: That's that's right. And the way I'm Fraser cursing them, <laughs> they might not be in it for a few more years because of my
3: existence. Yeah. 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 Also, what exists right now are actual games. Ha <laughs> ha! Well done. <laughs> and tickets are on sale right now for Saskatchewan right. Rough Riders home games. And if you go head over to Ticketmaster.com right now, you can kind of... Get a sense of how things are going. And, okay, home opener, August 6th against the BC Lions. Yep, good chunk of section's grayed out. Looking, you know, they said in the media, look, tre- treading towards a sellout, and I'll be like, okay, yeah, I, I can see that one, or at least close mm-hmm. to it. Mm-hmm. Then you go to the next week, and part of this could be schedule. Like, the first three weeks are all at home. That's a lot at once. But but they're also weekends in beautiful weather, like that. To be fair, but maybe people are like Brendan Le where they're like, "Ah, yeah, it's too late of the year now. I want to enjoy summer, not go to football games."
2: I I don't know. You think people have been waiting a long time? It's almost like there's a dumb policy decision keeping people you know away from going. Regardless, yeah, week two against Hamilton,
3: Saturday night. 12, yeah. uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, and then a bunch of boxes. So, yeah i mean we're looking at maybe 30 including like the whole like boxed area that are only sold out there's a lot of darker blue on this map
2: yeah i'm looking at it right now like i could okay so right now i could buy again verified resale but i could buy two tickets uh row 20 behind the rider bench
1: mm-hmm.
2: right now even pill country isn't isn't even sold out yeah pill country is 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 very wide open if you're looking through it like there's a whole bunch of like seats you could buy and that's uh to me that's surprising but
3: I have my own feelings on hmm. right like for and me, it kind of I... continues on the same trend from there other than labor Day which is right. surprising. I mean Labor Day is always going
2: to be labor day so for me here Joel I am a father of two and three quarters of a kid. Fortunately, thanks to science, that three quarters of a kid will be will carry the antibodies that Lacey does for the coronavirus. But the thing that worries me the most, I right now, based on science and everything I've read and and like I I'm the kind of nerd that reads the university studies and the medical journals and I try to stay away from the media. I mean, we are the podcast that has the disclaimer that we
3: believe in science. So.
2: Exactly. And I feel like between saying climate change and this now you should definitely air that on this on this episode. Oh, so. it's at the start of every episode now. I just put it in regardless. I love it. Um and especially cuz Grave is such a good chat voice for us. <laughs> love that guy. Um for me, I based on science, I would go. If I wouldn't have a baby by August 14th. That's probably a game I look at uh, I might go down with a buddy, meet up with you, have a good time, all is well, because science says all of my friends I go to the game with have had both their shots. They're basically immune. I know you've had both your shots. I know Jenny's had both her shots. You're basically immune. Now, the thing that I feel like is holding me back and lots of others back from is without any kind of of vaccine verification, let's say I go with my kids. Neither Max or Connor, who want to go to a basketball game, who want to go to a rider game, are immune from the coronavirus. So basically, there's nothing telling me that if I was to buy four tickets, that I would not be sitting beside somebody who is dripping with COVID. And as much as I believe in the science and as much as I would go by myself, the thought of exposing my kids to that... I don't want to go. And let's face it, the riders need not just a bunch of drunken 30-year-olds to go to sell out. They need families. They need everybody. And I'm sure a lot of people are feeling the same way. And for the amount of very vocal right-wing Buffalo Party, Mark Friesen, Chris Guy-loving fucking idiots that would be at the game, I don't understand that even though the province is saying one thing, you are a private business. I don't understand why the team has not looked at this and gone, you know what? Maybe we should. I hate the word vaccine passports because it makes everybody all freaked out and things like that. But proof maybe of vaccination we should. proof. We, sh- we should require proof of vaccination. I, I, I would you...
3: say at least one shot. I don't know if everyone necessarily needs to be fully but I think at least one shot everyone should have. Yeah, I would agree
2: with that. I would prefer everybody two shots. If you yeah. read the actual science behind me with two shots, sitting with some beside somebody who's or even my kids sitting beside somebody who's two weeks out from their their first shot, the odds of COVID spreading to my kids is is very slim. So I just it seems like such a tap in a no brainer, and this is something that even the Calgary Stampede. And all jokes aside about the Calgary Stampede right now, if you and I walked in the Calgary Stampede with our just out of the box, you know, collared shirts and (laughs) terrible cheap cowboy hats. If we walked in there right now and we showed them our little cards that say, yeah, you and I have each gotten two doses of vaccine. We get to walk in, crush beer out of a boot, pitter patter. Let's get at
3: it. in the one specific like music venue area. I don't know if it's the whole thing, is it? I thought it was this Nashville Uh, North or whatever it's called.
2: It's certain tents as well. My sister was up here from Calgary. My double vaccinated sister was up here last weekend and we were talking about that. And a lot of the Stampede run things, like a lot of the the main attractions you want to go to, Mm -hmm. you either require proof of vaccination or a rapid test. And the lineups for the rapid test, apparently you're waiting for like two hours. Welcome to your new reality. And I have, like, that to me is what the rider should be doing. Like... Either show up at the gate with your proof of vaccination or sit in line and get your PCR test. By the way, we're going to open the gates four hours before because it's going to take us that long. So I just – the team has been good. Their media procedures are good. If you're not vaccinated, you basically can't be anywhere near the team. So don't be <laughs> – I, I would expect to hear a different voice on the rider sideline this year because of that. But – I don't understand why as a private business you don't look at that and say, this is hurting our numbers because I can almost assure you the amount of people that would go if you said, OK, by the way, when you show up, we need your little vaccine card or you get to do a test and wait four hours.
3: Yeah. And I mean, I can't begin to understand what the privacy concerns that the our provincial government is talking about when it comes to this sort of thing on sort of on a grander scale, not just rider games, but anything in general. Because, but, I mean, but, but
2: that's but that's the thing I don't get. Like
3: when yeah, you... I don't, I'm saying I don't get it because I right. think anyone who is vaccinated will gladly tell you that they're vaccinated. There's 100%. no there's no concerns about that. We all and, posted selfies. We all texted each other our did. selfies. And I think a lot of the people who are very against vaccines are very quickly to tell you that they're also against vaccines. So I'm not sure who's really hiding this information from anyone. And I think the privacy concerns are just complete bogus bullshit. To appease a base of some kind and right. instead because i mean if there is if there actually is some kind of law on the books right now that is preventing this that law needs to be changed for certain circumstances and this is one of them because clearly this is not a rule that exists in all jurisdictions across north america or the world or wherever because even canada i mean manitoba has this in effect quebec is yeah. threatening it if things don't get if things take off in the fall again so clearly this is something to be done ontario apparently i saw today had looked into it they actually started doing some of the back end work and then Doug Ford pulled the Doug Ford and they decided not to do it, but right. they were at least looking into it. And so now it's like, okay, I mean, I think there is certainly the argument to be made of if you want people to show up, you want them to come into a safe environment and it's not it's outdoors and all that I get all that blah 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 blah. but there are parts of Mosaic Stadium they're kind of enclosed. and right. people generally speaking, aren't going to want to show up to a lot of things if they don't feel safe. It's one thing right now, but without rules to walk into some store or something, but to sit with 30,000 other people for three hours, that's an ask. Yep. That's an oh. ask no matter the conditions. And I think especially when you look at the recent poll, the poll that came out of just Saskatchewan people, not some poll where we get shoved in with a bunch of other people or as very small sample size said, 60% of people in this province want something like that in effect. Right. So... Why are we again bowing to the minority in this situation?
2: Because they get people elected, and the funny thing is, with the privacy thing too, that I don't understand. Have you ever traveled, like, on a hot holiday or anything, Joel? No. You need proof of vaccination to enter
3: d- different countries. Yep.
2: No, I, I've heard. I know that. I've heard of that. Yeah. Right. So it's like I don't how get how
3: like it's like <laughs> if if I don't, can don't give the kids Cuban... need, like don't you need to like prove that your kids are vaccinated to send them to school in most places? Yes. So you need to prove your kids are vaccinated to
2: send them to school, even here in Saskatchewan, um, to go to any other country. Like, the Cuban government and the Mexican government and the American government have my vaccine records.
3: You need, I, I know from my father-in-law that you need a vaccine record to bring your dog over the border. Yes, you do. Yep. <laughs> so
2: Yeah. If you want to go someplace with the dogs, you need it. So I just – I don't understand it. I think – I keep saying this is... And I've said it before that when the Riders didn't come out with this philosophy, I, I felt like they didn't want to stir the pot. But money talks. Uh-huh. And if it's going to start costing them, because let's face it, this... <laughs> all of these games is where they're going to make their nest egg.
1: Uh-huh.
2: August 6th, 14th, 21st, September 5th, and 17th. That's your year right there. Great weather... We the t- because of this chaotic season, the team might not be good after those games because we don't know anything. Your odds of selling in October and November are significantly lower. So, I hope the Riders blink and just say, "Hey, Stamp." I mean, if the Calgary Stampede's doing it, why the hell aren't they? I don't, I don't, I don't get it. It's a point of frustration, and honestly. I'm not going to go to a
3: game this year because of it. Mm -hmm. That's fair. I think that's entirely fair. And I I, I really don't think you're alone in that that fact. I'm going to go because I'll be in the press box and I'll feel safe up there. (laughs) Right,
2: right, exactly. You're in your little press box bubble and uh, you're going to have six feet of distance and the anti-vaxxer will be banned from the stadium.
3: Hey, Jacques Cartier, show's over. Hey, Grant
2: Bibrick,
0: show's over.